Welcome to Capes and Critiques, where we give our two cents about comic book characters and pop culture. This week's issue, we'll be discussing the DC animated film Mask of the Phantasm as a belated 25th anniversary celebration. All right, we're live. Woo! Woo! Hello, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. 2019! Woo! Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. We missed a lot of holidays. (laughs) It's a new year, same us. We're not yeah, any better. Yeah. If you had said new year, new us, I would have been like, liar. <laughs> no. I, I am truthful to our four listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a very, very large hot minute since we've done anything podcast related. But we're here. And slight disclaimer, Sideways is canceled. But that's the last podcast <laughs> we listened to. <laughs> for now. The solicitation said for now. We but yeah, I don't, I don't believe that either. <laughs> I just have like a tiny grain of salt hope. <laughs> it's just all unfortunate. It was poorly timed, but that's life. 100% poorly timed. By the time I uploaded it, we learned, I learned that it was canceled. But when we, when we recorded, it was still thriving. Yeah, in this one way. I mean, they're going to finish this segment of whatever, these mm-hmm. 12 issues, correct? Yes. Yeah, these 12 issues. So, I mean, you're still going to get a chunk of the story. But enough about Sideways. Today, we're going to be talking about Mask of the Phantasm. Ooh. (laughs) So, last year was the 25th anniversary, and it played again in theaters. And we're planning to do a podcast when it played in theaters because we were going to go watch it. But then we didn't. (laughs) We didn't. Life happened, just like the holidays happened. And it's been a month since our time got eaten. And. Yeah, now we're here. Now we're here, and we're ready to potentially talk about Mask of the Phantasm and see where that goes. What do you mean potentially? Like, that's what we're going to talk about. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, many of you, like us, probably saw Mask of the Phantasm when we were small children. Frolicking. Or you were young adults. Or young adults. We were just adults. small. We were small. Children. I wasn't born yet. When you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> when you were younger and watching the animated series and then Warner Brothers came out with their first animated feature film. It came Mask of the Phantasm. You were probably about it and you probably watched it. But now 25 years later, trying to remember kind of watching Mask of the Phantasm stuff originally, I didn't remember much about it. I just know that I didn't like the girl, Andrea Beaumont, because she left Batman, and I was upsetting spaghetti because little Chelsea was in love with Batman, like most children, I suppose. And then my co-host over here, what are your... Your thoughts, which apparently <laughs> since childhood have been in opposition to my own opinions. Since childhood. Since childhood. We didn't even know each other and we were already completely thinking different things. Andrea Beaumont is Bruce Wayne's true love for eternity. Since 1993 <laughs> till now. You mean 1993, 1993 only because that's the only time she was Until ever there. now. She would stand the test of time. In this elsewhere movie. Yeah, sure. The main girl, Andrea Wilma, she's the love interest for Bruce Wayne in Mask of the Phantasm. And so that's what I primarily remember when I think of Mask of the Phantasm is just Andrea and Batman, obviously, because it's a Batman story. And then I think Andrea's big. And and here we are. And here we are. But, like, I should have known. As soon as you said you liked her, I was like... Of course, I don't like her. Like, like I didn't even have like. <laughs> yeah, she's um, she's a specific cup of tea, which is definitely mine, and everybody should go out and purchase it because she's amazing. But I don't understand. A cup of tea. Yeah. 
be a drink of Beaumont cup of tea. That's primarily what I It'll remember. leave a bitter taste in your mouth. That's what sugar is for. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think that tea would have any sugar. Anyway. <laughs> I, that's Yeah, that's the primary memory that I have in terms of Mask of the Phantasm. Because watching it as a young adult, I <laughs> there's so many things that I'm like, what? But <laughs> with yeah. the year being 1993 and, you know, Warner Brothers being new-ish in animation and just, like, Batman being what it was, just unnecessarily dramatic, which he still is, just a, but, like, it's different. It's very much different, a different tone of the film that I remember. And it could have just been retrospectively, like, you know, fake memories. I honestly remembered the film being, like, darker and grungier. I and think, may, I guess maybe to little us, it was darker and grungier year especially for the time you didn't really see anything like batman everything was all colorful and bright and as far as batman both the animated series and this movie there's definitely a more monotone color wise like the colors themselves were monotone so yeah but now i'm like wow this is lighthearted for batman (laughs) (laughs) yeah especially how things are now in comics in general this is a lighthearted like wow happier times definitely (laughs) even though like if if you're a listener that's seen mask of the phantasm you know it's not necessarily like oh my god like it's not a disney movie (laughs) but (laughs) and anybody can assume it's not going to be a disney movie in terms of bruce wayne and batman but it is a light-hearted film compared to a lot of the animated things that we're getting today which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's just a different thing so that's that's one big takeaway that i have like from having watched it versus like my memory just my mind had it a lot edgier and again it could be the age from whenever the heck i watched it but andrea holds up so like if you're gonna like her you're gonna like her and if you're not gonna like her you're not so yeah and like liking her or not liking her i don't think it'll affect the movie in general definitely i I don't think it will because sometimes it is hard to watch things with characters you dislike I completely agree with that, but even though I do not like Andrea, I think her, the part she plays in the movie is appropriate, and I appreciate it in that sense, so I'm okay with, like, I'm okay with her, but I think also, in my memory, Bruce was so much cooler. (laughs) Bruce was so much cooler when I was young and naive. And in love. And in love. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm like, whoa, you're, like, really lame. (laughs) You're, like, super lame, Bruce. Which, to give a little bit more background as to how Bruce, I know you're like, how is he lame? It's because the film itself is flashing back and forth between, like, a present Batman and, like, a a younger Bruce Wayne. So, young Bruce Wayne is not as eligible. (laughs) Not as as, suave. (laughs) As one may deem for Gotham City. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, we're assuming college-age Bruce, because Andrea comments that, like, she's seen him around campus and stuff. And my dumb ass was like, Wayne campus? <laughs> like, because, like, you know, now our vernacular, like, in talking about large, um, especially, like, tech yeah, conglomerates, yeah. it's like a campus. So, like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, so young Bruce, and before he technically becomes Batman, like, you see him doing vigilante work, but he doesn't have the costume, he doesn't have the persona yet, he just kind of looks like some mugger on the streets. Basically, your boy got no skills. Yeah, yeah, your boy is building up his skills at both the romance and actual fighting. (laughs) Okay, my people, you guys are my people now, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> there is this one scene in Mask of the Phantasm that has me traumatized for thinking <laughs> that Bruce Wayne has ever been an attractive creature on this earth. Um, and he is learning some some fighting style. Is it jujitsu? It's jujitsu. It's jujitsu, and he's out there like the karate kid. Let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs> this is- this man is out there thinking that solo him is just yeah. He's gonna just, it has changed who I am today. So please, please watch Mask of the Phantasm and get to that point and like talk to me about it because that's not the Bruce Wayne. Oh Jeez, he's a wreck. Yeah, he's just like on the front lawn practicing jujitsu, and freaking Andrea comes by, and she's like, "Hey, you haven't called me, mind you." Like, I never saw them exchange numbers, but apparently, she expected him to call her. To be fair, <laughs> is this the time in which you could look people up in the phone book? I think it was. I think that's what it was. But it's just, it was strange to me. Like, same with you, like <laughs> thinking tech campus versus yeah. college campus. I was like, when did they exchange numbers? <laughs> like, what? But yeah, you're right. He, She was probably expecting him to look her up or something. She's like, my name's Andrea Beaumont and I'm listed. Bye. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though, I mean, it wasn't direct enough that I would have been like, yeah, call her up. And Bruce apparently is really dumb right now. So he needed a little more experience. But she just shows up at his house. He's there doing jujitsu and he doesn't stop practicing jujitsu. <laughs> because, because there's by. a lady there. No, 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 no. He's going to make a fool of himself. <laughs> and he did. Or... Even worse, he thinks it looks good. <laughs> but it's enough dragging Bruce Wayne. Overall, yeah. Mask of the Phantasm, it is a film that's like going back and forth in these two um, places in time that we've talked about. Like this young Bruce Wayne kind of turning into that vigilanteism and then current Batman trying to track down a murderer because there are people who are winding up dead, obviously. That's what murderers leave. And it is someone that we learn to know that is Phantasm. Yeah, the phantasm, and he's going. Uh, he she it they. The phantasm the is phantasm. going <laughs> is going around killing mob bosses that may or may not have a connection with the rest of the story. And so, <laughs> and so the reason Batman gets involved not only because you know Batman has his nose in everything in Gotham is because a lot of these crime families are pinning the blame on Batman. They're like. Batman's the one who's murdering us because he wants to stop us. So then obviously when when it's like you on the line, not only do you want to find out the truth, but you want to clear your name a bit. So that's what current time Batman, which 1993 Batman is doing. <laughs> He's trying to uncover the mystery, and he has some people kind of, like, working against him, not so much, but just all these loose ends are coming up from these mob families and from the people who who wind up dead and trying to uncover not only who it could be, but who Phantasm might be as well. So it is your, your very basic and interesting Batman murder mystery. Yeah, and I know that you had trouble, like, keeping up with the, the flashbacks yeah, back and like, forth. Yeah, like, I was... <laughs> listen like mask of the phantasm <laughs> if this was meant for children like what did i watch like if like if 23 year old me was like slightly struggling because there's a flashback within a flashback and i have to follow up on like the length of andrea's hair and like whether or not um alfred is gray or not like that's that's not enough it's not enough the t- my attention span is not there anymore people <laughs> Maybe it was better as a kid. I don't Maybe. know. Kids are glued to shows or TV usually. So I feel like 
they might have but it's true yeah. my attention span is just no good yeah. no bueno i did struggle in that so if you watch it and you're like what the fuck is happening so was i <laughs> what is this so how did you think that it that it's held up over 25 years this movie's 25 freaking years old the first animated feature film that warner brothers did it's insane Thoughts? like is warner brothers like it's honestly crazy in terms of that that it's the first film and you can thinking about that you can really tell what they're trying to get done in terms of like the score and opening mm-hmm. sequences and all that. And I think it is still it still really holds true the same way that you look at later seasons of Batman the Animated Series and you're like, wow, this animation is still like pretty crisp and clean and like it's 2019 now and obviously we have a lot more interesting like 3D and like CGI stuff done, but I think animation-wise, it's not difficult to watch in this age. And it's like voice acting, music, all of that is still pretty entertaining. It's just something that we've touched upon, obviously, in terms of they needed to clean up certain um, animation like <laughs> techniques. I, not being an animator or an artist, but just someone who watches it, I'm like, people don't really do that in terms yeah, of. Yeah. And I think that it's just like a problem with, I guess, the, where animation was at the time, mm-hmm. because I know my very limited perspective on animation i know that things interacting or touching is very hard to do i understand why some of the more intimate scenes or one of some of the scenes where like characters actually are touching each other interacting with each other look a little awkward i think that would be the only thing but i again i understand how difficult it was but overall the animation is still really good i don't have a problem watching it even with like new age animation now like i think i still think it it definitely holds up in that sense. The music can definitely be a little melodramatic sometimes. That's Batman. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's really in the spirit of Batman, especially animated series him. So, you know, let that pass. But it, it's definitely different. It's a, it's a different, like, vibe. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, and I think in terms of storytelling, I still think that if you have not seen this film and you don't know anything about Mask of the Phantasm, it still has those really good, um, like, Batman detective elements. It's less so, like, world-ending, like, Batman's out there with, like, multiple other heroes, and it's just him trying to hold down the fort in Gotham. So I think it goes, it really stays true to the core of Batman as a hero and as a vigilante in that trying to kind of keep that peace of Gotham City and trying to slowly uncover something that I still think is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really well done. I mean, you knew who it was. Uh, you knew who Phantasm was because you remembered who Phantasm yes, was. Yes, I did. I didn't remember who Phantasm was, but I was able to figure out who it was throughout the film before the reveal or anything. However, I do think that it was still well done. Yeah. Because I think that especially for the time, everybody must have been shook. <laughs> by the so. reveal and for a good portion like we've been trying to keep who phantasm is spoiler free so if you keep on going we'll let you know when we do talk about who phantasm is so for right now you're safe if you've never seen it and if you have seen it and want us to talk about it we'll get there i swear yeah um, well hold on. if you haven't seen it and you want to google it like 90 percent sure wiki's gonna spoil you <laughs> yeah so be careful with that if you don't want to be spoiled and you still want to watch this again it's been 25 years so the so internet that's is what, pretty lax at this point. Yeah, no of, one really cares about talking about who the phantasm is, but a I have quarter a quarter of a century. Yeah, I have a few friends who I know for sure wouldn't know who they were, which is why I'm like, oh, let's keep it spoiler free at least for half of this before we get into actually talking. So overall, I would um, recommend Mask of the Phantasm, not only because it's one like 
it's a it's a shorter Batman story in the sense of it's not like the live action things that we have that they're longer films and they just seem heavier. But I think it's a really good way to get a taste of Batman storytelling, not only comic wise, but other animated films. But you do need to go in with a spoonful of like Batman knowledge because it yeah. does leave some <laughs> things up to the imagination, not only um, like Bruce Wayne's origin story, but kind of like connections with other people like Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, like why Commissioner Gordon always backs up Batman. Like you already have to know that they have like an established kind of pact and truce happening there. You have to know that Bruce's parents died and that's the reason why he even wanted to become Batman. But like you have to know very basic Batman mm-hmm. facts. There's not anything intense like that, but the movie already expects you to know this. So it's not going to explain anything, which was nice. I think that it made, it isolated the story really nicely within that one hour and like 15 minutes that we had. And even though it was just an hour, it felt like a good amount of time. Like I didn't think it was short. And I'm used to, and I'm used to watching two hour movies nowadays. Like most things are about two hours. So I didn't think it was short. So I think that storytelling wise, it was really strong and really concise. And it was nice. Yeah. I think another thing that you might need to know going in just to like help you have some footing in terms of like knowing who's being murdered is just like your basic like crime families in Gotham City yeah those are the things that like the movie expects you to know and as like uh, my co-host has mentioned it's, since it's such a jumping off point from the animated series if you've seen the animated series you're Gucci like 100% you have to be but if you just want to check it out because Andrea's a babe and Batman sounds cool then go for it or if just Batman sounds cool Andrea's a babe <laughs> <laughs> all right so now to 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 get into the meat of the matter. <laughs> to get into the meat of the matter. Okay. So we'll to talk that. about the rest of the film, we're gonna have to talk about who the phantasm is. So if you do not want to know who that is, and you want to watch the movie, go watch the movie, or spoil yourself on wiki, or do whatever you want to do to find out who this this person is. Or you can just sit here and listen to us spoil it for you. Or if you already know who it is, then this is not gonna be spoiler. We're just gonna be discussing it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so who is the phantasm? Since you have obviously been drooling over her for a while now. <laughs> We learn fairly quickly. (laughs) We learn throughout the film that the phantasm is none other than Andrea Beaumont herself. But we do know that the phantasm is committing these crimes in the future. And we are at the same time learning from the past who Andrea was and how deeply connected she was into Bruce's kind of like, in this film sense, Bruce's vigilanteism and some of his like theology onto how to be Batman. So it's really an interesting thing to find out not only some, some, a character that Bruce Wayne may care about so much, but then in, in where they are now, so like the future being something completely different and detrimental to who he is as Batman, obviously. But Andrea's a babe, so even though she's murdered, top notch. I mean, as soon as Bruce fall, fell in love with her, we all should have known she was a villain. <laughs> we all should have known something <laughs> was very wrong with her. As, like, all of his, most of his love affairs have been villainesses. Yeah, and you, like you said, throughout the film, from the past, you learn little by little what happened with their relationship, why it fell apart, and through that, you learn 
that these crime bosses actually killed Andrea's father because he was laundering money for them and couldn't pay them back. And that's kind of why she left him when he proposed to her and why she inevitably came back to take revenge for her father's death on all of these crime bosses. Yeah, and I mean, as a person, I make a lot of excuses. So then for, like, fictional people, I'll make every excuse. So I'm like, you know what? Like, Andrea wasn't all that bad. Like, she could have been the one for Bruce in this storyline. In this context, I I definitely agree. If it wasn't for, like, those circumstances that were surrounding her at the time that her and, like, Bruce were, like, in love and engaged. Because what does happen, not only does she she leave him, but when, when she comes back in the future, it's not even, like, they're connected or kind of like are in speaking terms but all those families and crime bosses that were that were involved in her leaving and had any issues with her father are the ones that she's attacking now as phantasm and i don't know in terms of how well the reveal holds because my entire recollection of mask of the phantasm is knowing that andrea was phantasm and as a kid i thought that was super cool so that's one thing that i'm just like i i hope it still holds because watching it now i think there are enough kind of like red herrings and like decoys especially at the beginning of the film that you that you hopefully aren't putting together that it's immediately andrea yeah I mean, sad to say, I put it together that it was Andrea pretty quickly and I didn't remember who Phantasm was because I do this thing that if I don't like a character, I forget about them and their significance. I like press my brain automatically presses delete on them and anything important about them disappears. Right. So I didn't know who the Phantasm was, but I figured it out because of how important Andrea was. I just kind of figured she was the villain. But you're right in saying that they do a good job at setting it up as if she's not. Even throughout the film, she does kind of like throw a bone in sense. Yeah, yeah. It's my dad. Yeah. Like, and I came (sighs) here to stop him. And so it kind of puts you to like question. I would think to question because again, I'm the entire time. I'm like, Andrea, you're a liar. Stop. (laughs) Stop it, Andrea. I know who you are. Um, Yeah. But I think that's. Uh, that's unfortunate in terms of Bruce's love stories, but I think that's something that that doesn't happen like too often in sense in the sense of kind of especially like a female villain that isn't presented in a total like crazy neurotic and psychotic manner because I think that she kind of still upholds a sense of sanity especially as far as like Batman villains go especially as a female villain because I feel like too many times female villains are like lashed down to just being crazy psychotic and like they don't really have like a plan or an end game too often and I mean that makes sense in Batman comics because everyone's crazy but you know. Speaking of crazy the joke in it we didn't even mention him you didn't even mention him damn that's how much she likes andrea guys she always <laughs> talks about the joker <laughs> no, always yeah always yeah, always yeah but he's not a babe so we can like differentiate yeah. between those <laughs> those two things very very clearly i just he's- yeah i don't know he's always fun especially anime the animated version of him is always fun yes my internal question is is that the same origin story in the animated i don't think so because joker has a different origin story i interpreted in mask of the yeah in mask of the phantasm he's a hitman for the mob and he's the one who actually kills andrea's father he's ordered to do it by the mafia families but he's the one who actually kills him so yeah different origin story for joker but they do that a lot so yeah but it's true classic like classic animated series joker 
is that right amount of funny, crazy, without kind of going into the creepy context that we have today. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He's so creepy. He's, he's, he's a lot more likable. Yeah, he's a, definitely a lot more likable. Like, as a kid, I actually liked the Joker to a certain extent. Now, I don't at all. But he was made to be that way. He was made to, to be, I guess, tame enough for children to accept and kind of enjoy watching him because if we had sadistic comic joker up there traumatize some freaking children right now let me tell you yeah, probably so, so that's probably. why he it scares de- me as a semi-adult yeah it's only on paper and i'm like well maybe we shouldn't have done that but <laughs> yeah so joker i mean doesn't really he's he's uh he's much. more palatable in that form definitely but i like that the joker was in it and he didn't steal the show that's true because you you can pretty much like get through it like if you were to take him out he kind of if anything he adds another piece to the mystery puzzle and uncovering who who phantasm is because you know that joker knows who the right phantasm is yeah and you're like how does he know before batman and that's why because he already has a connection to all of them and also because at the end of the day batman's not really the world's greatest detective like let's be (laughs) real no matter what anyone (laughs) says Everyone is like, you're the world's greatest detective. He just really? can't. He just can't uncover really? anything that has to do with his own life. Yeah, yeah. That's what he should know. If he's struggling, it has to do with something personal. Bruce. Yeah, like that should be the red flag. Literally anything close to him, he can never figure it out. <laughs> never. Bitch can probably figure out the cure to cancer, but he can't figure out Andre Beaumont was the phantasm. <laughs> like I don't know. Blue. Yeah, like <laughs> oh my god, it's oh her. My goodness. Yeah, that, that should have been his first indication that there was an issue. But he still, he tries his darndest. He really does. <laughs> or does he? I don't know. Can he be better? You, you think he knew deep down and just didn't want to admit it to himself? Well, that's, okay. If we go into, the, like, comic log- logic, that's that's Bruce at, at, at his base. He's like, I had a feeling, but I was like, no. It can't or, be. Or he's like, <laughs> I knew it. And it's like, okay, you did, but you waited this long to, to say it? Like, <laughs> He just didn't want it to be a reality. Like, I wonder. I, Bruce. Bruce. Just Bruce. You know what I mean? Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. But now women want him. So. But back then, only, only Andrea was like, hi, we met at a cemetery. Right? <laughs> That's the weirdest meet Let's cute. start okay. dating. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I heard you talking to your mother's grave and automatically thought you were interesting. So let's date. Yeah. <laughs> your mom's dead. My mom's dead. <laughs> Was her name Martha too? Oh my god, no. That was a really horrible BBS. um, That was a horrible, that was a horrible joke. If there was someone else here, I'd weeb jar your ass. (laughs) It is what it is these these days. (laughs) Okay, Grandma. So again, apologies for my ill-time tumor. I guess that's what makes it funny. (laughs) You're still laughing. Whatever, yes. Their parents are not, both dead, so they okay, were meant to not, be. It wasn't a funny moment. It's just uh, young Batman, young Bruce Wayne, is not as suave as we've been. Like, as we've said before, he's not as suave as current Bruce is, Yeah, obviously. like, we know that Batman is a wreck. Like, everybody should know that Batman's a wreck. But to see Bruce, Bruce Wayne, his persona, him, actually falter. Boy billionaire. Yeah, boy billionaire. Boy actually falter and act kind of you know like just a kid with a crush on a girl like it, it was definitely a different side of bruce that we don't get to see that often yeah, we so don't... i think that's definitely another layer of mask of the phantasm that's fun t- and enjoyable 
Yeah, and, like, it's not obviously, like, <laughs> oh, my God, rip a seam in my dress, like, haha, funny. But it's, like, good to see that young, young boy and still get that kind of, like, murder mystery that we always get with Batman. So I, that's something that I like, murder mysteries, I say, and then I hate reading them <laughs> <laughs> in any context. But I'm done, and I'm like, yo, that shit was good. <laughs> um, so it's definitely something that... I think it's appropriate for still most ages to go ahead and watch Mask of the Phantasm. If you haven't seen it, go rewatch it. It's been 25 years since it originally came out. It's probably been a hot minute since a lot of people have seen it. So I think it's just a good story and a villain we haven't seen a lot of since or at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, Andrea Beaumont and the Phantasm exist, exist, <laughs> exist solely in the realm of Mask of the Phantasm. So yeah. I definitely recommend going to watch it again if you have DC Universe. It's on there right now. If not, maybe you own it. Maybe you can rent it somewhere. I'm not sure. I'm not necessarily advocating for DC Universe, but a lot of the animated stuff is on there. So that's you a could, plus. You could also, I don't know if I'll get in trouble, but like you can also illegally watch it on Kiss Cartoon. Oh, that's true. That's true. I watch it. I mean, it's not as good quality, obviously, as like a legal platform. <laughs> Like streaming service that you have to pay monthly for and immediately regret as soon as you watch the first episode of Titans, but that's fine. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously it's the quality is not going to be as good as a legal actual copy of this, but it does the job. And I watch a lot of like DC's animated on there because I don't want to pay for them. And I just buy the ones I like and support them that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. So both sides of illegal and illegal coin. Correct. Well, we are happy to get back into the swing of things of podcasting. We're slowly but surely trying to get our lives together so that we're able to more regularly put out content. So hopefully February is the month for that. Yes, we already have um, one plan, one podcast plan a week for both February and March. So hopefully we we do pump them out and get back (laughs) into the swing of things. I don't want to promise anything, but it looks like we should be able to do it. To get our Um, lives together. To get our lives together and start producing content again in this new year. Let us know what you like about our previous podcasts, what maybe you want to hear us talk about, or what you really don't want us to talk about anymore. Like, if that's enough. Like, like never talk about BVS. And I'm like, great, sure, a three-part podcast is coming up. (laughs) No, but, like, let us know if there's anything you're enjoying or whatever it is that you're not enjoying so we can stop doing it and make you like us more. (laughs) Whoa. Desperate much. If you want to comment about my co-host, Desperation, <laughs> you can tweet at us at Caped Critiques. Uh, well, no, yeah, it's just Caped Critiques, right? I yeah, still don't know how Grandma Twitter works. As was alluding to, you can tweet, <laughs> tweet us. I honestly still critiques. don't know how Twitter works. <laughs> or you can send us an email on how I should stop being desperate, apparently, on our podcast at capesandcritiques at gmail.com. We're looking forward to hearing from someone someday. <laughs> ending to anything i've ever heard we said desperate so here we're looking forward to hearing from someone someday well with those lovely encouraging and positive words of farewell we'll see you next time